0: FYRD is post
1: <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could
0: have been Baby Yoda.
1: <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death
2: Star, like what the <laughs> heck, you know? Just like, board that up or something, you know?
0: Then jumped onto
2: Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I've refused to get on the work um, as spirit lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the
0: Star Wars Archives. A Uteni.com Patreon-exclusive podcast, your regular deep-dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe, discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor.
1: Hello there! You have... Tuned into episode 70, wait, 72, 72 of the Star Wars Archives, the Utiny Network podcast, where we take a random Star Wars topic and exclu- explain the living Bantha Poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse, and with me today, someone who, I don't know, some people might select you off of a screen if they saw your face in there. Perhaps, I don't know, if they're going for some Welsh dude, they might. Mr. Trevor Davey. I have no idea what any of that meant. I don't know either. Uh, I just went with it. You told me to just <laughs> do it, and I did it, and I, it I wasn't felt, great, but it happened. I felt the vibe. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I, Trev. I'm bringing energy today instead of the ASMR that I was doing a couple of episodes ago. So, you know, <laughs> just, you know. anyways, who are you? Okay, Introduce I'm yourself. Trev. Keeper of a timeline, Peggy, over at UTD.com.
0: Spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. Except for the one we're going to talk about later. I haven't actually finished it. And I but,
1: did! And Jose did. I did yes. it! Guys, I know more than Trev on this one. <laughs> that's like, it barely happens. Only when we talk about Sand, perhaps, is there one time where I might know more than him. But, 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 it's not only Trev with us today, Trev, right? Trev? I'm to no, yeah, say Yes, Trev. Jose. <laughs> we,
0: because I haven't read said yes. book or. We'll, we'll get into
1: yes.
2: it.
0: I've, I've called in an actual or we've called in an actual expert. Mm -hmm. So on this episode, we're talking all about Star Wars Hunters. The video game, (laughs) the tie-in novel, the thing that we've all been waiting for. And there's a member of a team on Utini who is so jacked for this. He's (laughs) put in the time, he's done the work, he's got opinions. He's basically the world's most eminent expert on Star Wars Hunters.
1: Yes.
2: It's Oz. Hello, yeah. Uh, hunters is what we're all about here, and I am quite excited. <laughs> and we're gonna get we're gonna get deep into that and why I am considered probably the only Utini expert of hunters.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's... yeah. Thanks for having me
2: back, guys. I was what I was on a little while back with Gia. That was a fun time. So I'm I'm glad we can do this again. And we
0: we really wanted to give you your own spotlight, and you know a real platform for something that you so strongly support and
2: you know it's a, a it's real important to, to discuss our passions yeah, yeah no,
1: absolutely you know that we see all these other people writing these long articles about how all the other books in Star Wars are and you know they analyze every single little bit and I'm still we don't have that one for Hunters yet do we so not
2: much. We don't have a lot of hunters content, yeah, and it, yeah. it is uh, a
1: bummer. It's a part shame. of that is
2: because there is not a lot
1: of hunters content <laughs> out there. Yeah. So this is this is the hunters content you're all been looking for. So yeah. anything else in this intro that we need to talk about, Trev, or should we just go right in? Like, let's get right into hunters.
0: I think we need to go straight into it. All um, right. I think we should let Oz tell us. What is Star Wars Hunters?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, There are are probably some people listening who think we're talking about maybe one of the old Django Fett Bounty Hunter games or something like that because they don't know Star Wars Hunters. That is largely because the game doesn't totally exist yet. Um, (laughs) Star Wars Hunters is an upcoming mobile game. Uh, It's also, it'll be on the Switch as well. That it's, uh, you know, it's like a, it's an arena battle game. There's a few different game modes, but it's a fighting game, uh, overall. And it, it pairs various characters from the star Wars universe, but not ones that, you know, there's no Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or Kylo Ren in this. It's all new characters fighting it out in the arena. Uh, and that's pretty much what we know at this point, because like I said, the game's not out except it's in beta in a few different countries, which do not include the U S. So, uh, just let me get out at the top. I have not played this game. Uh, neither have Trev and Jose. Yeah. But that's what it is, and we're we're about to get deep into it.
1: Yeah. So at if, least
2: as if we deep were gonna, as we can.
0: If we were going to call it a, a similar game, is it along the lines of Fortnite? I've never played Fortnite either, but it's that kind of...
2: So not quite. I don't yeah. think when it was announced... So it was announced uh, in 2021, I think, February of 21, uh, which weirdly is a date. I didn't have to look that up. I just, I have that. Am I right, Trev? Uh, it was actually August 2018. No. 2018,
0: it was announced. That can't be right. I I did some research.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> I'll take your word for it. We might fact check this in a, and edit it in, the correct answer, because that seems way too long ago. Um, okay, wait, sorry, sorry. I'm live fact checking. That's the first
0: time that... So the game's made by um, Zynga. So they're the company behind modern classics such as Toy Blast, Wheel Smash, Pick My Stuff, and Game of Thrones slot casino. <laughs> but it was first mentioned by them when uh, Zynga and Disney announced they'd made a deal and there was going to be a new Star Wars mobile game. Okay. So I think but you're right with the announcement of... The actual game,
2: yeah. So they announced, and there was a there was a trailer yes. that was, was now been over two years ago, uh, and so that was my first thought too. Was is this a is this a Star Wars Fortnite like battle royale thing? I don't think it's quite that, but I think that's sort of maybe the the vibe that it gives is uh, it's like kid friendly, yeah, kind of cartoony animation style, um, fun for all, and obviously it's on mobile and Switch, which means it's targeting kids anyway. Um, I don't know if there's going to be purchasable skins or microtransactions, anything like that. Probably. I would be
0: surprised if there's not.
2: Zynga.
1: It, that seems to be how they make their their money. So yeah. Um. Um. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's free to play or. See, we, we clearly.
2: I am the world's leading expert on this game. Well,
1: so on StarWars.com, this is the description that it says. So, and it's been on for a little while, and you will see why. So, set after the fall of the Galactic Empire, Star Wars Hunters will bring players together in thrilling team-based multiplayer battles. Select from a diverse cast of new characters, including Daring Bounty Hunters, Heroes of the Rebellion, and Imperial Stormtroopers. Star Wars Hunters will be free to download for the Nintendo Switch on the App Store and on Google Play in 2022. Which didn't happen, <laughs> obviously, but I guess... Because uh, it, is, it is currently July 9th, 2023, when we're recording this, and yes. the game is not out. And uh, Star Wars uh, so I guess not even bother the question. to fix it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it will be free-to-play, it sounds yes. like. Um, so kind of like Fortnite and that. And so maybe they'll do a battle pass or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think phrase... that speaks to the we'll ahead you, the effort that the development team are putting in.
0: You know, they the wait until they've got this right. They're not going to rush out a substandard product they're, they're yeah. putting in the work no. which is you know yes i think really speaks volumes to
2: to their commitment to right. delivering a, a fantastic game. they're they're making game. sure that this is done right um the, there's a fun sentence in that in that overview it said takes place shortly shortly after the fall of the empire uh this is not a story game this no. is there is no single player mode no campaign uh so there's no story to it which is we're going to really get into but that's what makes the tie-in book so fascinating (laughs) is that this is not a story game like um like some others we've got jedi survivor fallen order oh god battlefront even we don't
1: we don't need to get into into battle
2: scars (laughs) well well, (laughs) battle scars will get mentioned (laughs) so yeah um the game was announced like two years ago they had uh, a a panel and a big booth at Star Wars celebration in Anaheim that we were all there for. Yeah. And you could sign up to play the game. You could enter a lottery to get a reservation. I actually won a spot in that lottery to play the game, and Freddie and I were gonna do it, and we forgot. Oh no. It was it the day was ending up, and we walked past the booth, and Freddie and I look at each other, we're like, oh crap, we forgot to play. Oh so I had a chance to play it. They had phones, it was a beautiful booth. Like it was bigger than the galaxy's edge booth yeah because, yeah i remember i remember <laughs> it i remember they seeing put it. put the effort in into this and we didn't go to the panel i don't know what it was up against but we picked something else so we're making up for that here by by explaining the ever-living bantha poodoo out of it uh, i
0: mean it's easy it's easy to look back in hindsight and now we know more you know just think
2: man should have gone to that well, we don't know much more. <laughs> no,
1: we don't know much more. But let's, let, why don't we break down a little bit what we know from the trailer. Because we get introduced to some of the characters. And I just got... I mean, I, we were just talking about this right before starting the, the recording. But there are two Jawas that you can select. And one of the things that I just didn't realize... Because I, I read... you know, I had seen the trailer a while back. I read the book... And I just watched the trailer before we recorded, and I'm like, "Oh, wow! This, these are two Jawas on each other in a trench coat. This is yeah. Ridiculous. They're, <laughs> it's, they're not just a pair of Jawas. No, their uh, their their
2: fighting name is Otooni. Otooni, uh, yes, which which is kind of like Utini, which you know the famous yell yes. they have in A New Hope. Uh, and what inspired their name? Apparently, at least according to the book, they they were too short to enter. And so they stack on top of each other and fight that way. And I think in the trailer, the bottom one throws a grenade up to the top <laughs> one so that he can then throw it yes. into the arena. it's amazing. Oh, that's incredible.
1: It's amazing. And that's, I'm like, oh my, like, why? I mean, well, yeah, we will get into the book. But in the book, I'm like, I don't know if they mentioned that they did this. Yeah. And so, this is amazing. Really...
2: That should be that should be the selling. Point, yes, is, is like you can play as as two Jawas in a trench coat. Yes,
1: it's fantastic. But so, so that kind of
2: speaks to the tone of the game.
1: <laughs> it's like up there with. It's like a um, what is that a TV show that never has never made it? Um, Star Wars um, detours. Oh, d- detours. Detours. Yeah, it's like That's,
2: that. It's totally a joke right out of detours.
1: Yes, they sh- they should really. I mean. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting to get Detours out, and then this game comes at the same time because uh, oh I don't know God. if the world could handle that. <laughs> the cross <cross-pollinate>, and <laughs> like the synergy between these two like things would be honestly. Amazing. Detours
2: is a great comparison because it's been in the box for a yeah. decade now. Yeah, and this game is starting to feel like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, because so it's it's weird. There's plenty of projects, like 1313 yes. and, and uh, Rangers of the New Republic, whatever, that, that get announced and then they sort of disappear quietly, whereas Hunters, every once in a while, they still talk about yes. it. Yes. So we know it exists yeah. and will exist sometime. We just don't know when. Yeah. We're left on pins and needles. And supposedly, there are, there's
1: people playing it. There's people allegedly, allegedly, allegedly who are playing it. I don't know anyone um, in, the, in India or the Philippines or Malaysia or Indonesia. So if any one of our listeners is from any of those places that has played it, please let us know. Because, as Oz said, they are allegedly playing this. But what I yeah. find
0: striking is that those countries have journalists and industries. We've never seen like a hands-on impression article or a review of the, the soft launch. Do you think that means that it's just that good,
2: but they don't need to promote it. Yeah, I mean, they're they're like it'll do its job when it launches. Yeah. Um, no, I think that this is just one of those things that even when it was announced, I was kind of like, "Huh, really?" That like because we, I think at the time didn't know about Survivor yet. We were waiting on a, a sequel to Fallen Order. Yeah. And so we're waiting for a big announcement, and then and then there's this, and it's like, okay, <laughs> um, wasn't expecting that, and so it's just. Not on people's radar. Uh and maybe it should be maybe it's it's great. I certainly haven't heard any negative reviews
1: of it. I mean it it so does I'm, it does look it does look fun. Like so I said, you know, when you go so like insane but like you know with it where you can yeah, play so it, it's like it just looks like if you get a couple of buddies and you're playing it, like you would pro it would it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, so have to let's a good talk time. about some of the other
2: characters because so, so there's yes. a Toony. Um, I think the the next one that would follow, sort of in that same tone, is J3DI, oh. which is uh, just a
1: perfect name for a well, Jedi. It's a what? I well, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't J3D1. I mean, okay, I just you like, wanted a little more lead speak in there. Yeah, I'll go a little more lead speak, a more R2D2, you know. So like, you know, letter number letter number. Yeah, so I right, was like, I you know, that. J3D1 sounds a little more droidy. <laughs> j3di uh, sounds like some sort of like computer programming like like,
2: (laughs) well so he's he's a a robot a droid uh programmed to think that he's a jedi Mm -hmm. uh and the book specifically states that he he was built i think two weeks before the book starts like he's brand new Mm -hmm. he's programmed with jedi knowledge but it's it's all a bit off yes So he, he says like may the force be on you <laughs> but uh, at, this, at
0: this point surely that you know a lot of Jedi knowledge would have been lost. So that's that's keeping in
1: tone with yeah I, I think the you're rules. right. It's, um. it's lost and I think that you know when I mean, maybe we it's okay if we're gonna start going like going back and forth between the book because yeah we can't really yeah. say much about what the game says in, about these characters but like I know in the book, um, none of these people have ever met a Jedi. They don't know if it, ever, it if it even exists. Um, the idea of the Force, too, by from the main character in the book, she didn't even know that it was called the Force. She just felt something, and so then she's like, "Oh, mm. so this is the Force? Oh, that's real." Um, I thought that I, you know, this was just another thing, and so she didn't really believe in Sith or Jedi or the Force itself. So then, that's when like they create this J3DEI. Then it just starts to kind of become more of a you know what we know right. of. In yeah. So that I
2: guess that brings us to uh, our
1: next character, which is the main character of
2: the book. Yeah. Uh, her name is Reeve, and uh, she is not a Sith Lord because uh, that would that would totally break canon. Yes. But but she plays as a Sith Lord in the arena. Um, so she is force sensitive, which is like, that's, I know there's a lot of them out there, but that's still kind of a big thing mm-hmm. to put into Canon in this, in this junior reader's book. That's a tie in for a video game that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> uh, they just sort of throw it in there. And so when I, when the game got announced, I thought, Oh, this is just a fun, silly game. It won't be, we we won't worry about Canon, but no, they, they wrote a story that fits. So she's force sensitive and, the the I think Trevor, you always referred to that that intro chapter as like the character selection screen. Yes, yeah, because that's there's a whole bit where they're coming up with her character. I know. And um, the guy writes, she, he's like, okay, well, you're going to be a Sith Lord because she impresses him by like breaking down his door with the Force. Yeah. So she is slightly Force sensitive, and uh, she's got a lightsaber that. The hut Baldara, the hut, I believe, is the name of who runs this yeah. arena. A good hut. Yeah, um, very business oriented, yeah. but but treats her employees well. Yeah. Um, and which, on that note, it's pretty funny. They explicitly mention that she signs, Reeve signs, uh, a non compete exclusivity contract that she <laughs> can only compete in this arena and not participate in in other fighting rings. Yes. So they get into, like, the business aspect yeah. of what we're seeing in the fights.
1: No, and I, I also, I wondered, too, like, if they had to make her play in the in the book that she's playing a character, which is this um, Sith Lord. Also, because, like, maybe when they're making the game, because the, the game was made first, and they're like, oh, we should have, like, someone who's, like, a Sith. And then they're like, right. oh, wait, we need to somehow fit this into to work with canon and then they're they're sort of like ah, oh, and also kids are playing this character like kids cannot play it, bad guys like it all has right. to be that's pretend. exactly <laughs> why i
2: thought it was gonna be like a non-canon yeah goofy game but yeah. no, they
1: they go out um because along the same lines would be the fact that there is a stormtrooper and again and yeah. to me again it's like you know you don't want little kids uh playing the bad guys in this in this universe Therefore, the stormtrooper is not really a stormtrooper. He just has stormtrooper armor, and so, but, his yeah, name is. Before we get onto the stormtrooper,
0: <laughs> sorry, because yeah. I want to talk about him as well. I, I do have a question of someone who didn't finish the book. So I got to chapter five, which, like you said, we've been through the. Yeah, we've been through the character creation scheme, uh, scenes. We've been through the. Literally, this is how you play the game. Literally, chapter. in the ga- um, in the book, we go through the these of a the game mode chapters, which yes. again, you know, I've I've never seen that done. In such a brilliant way, it's to help bring you into the universe so completely. Yeah, it was. So a what's funny choice, about so. the
2: the game modes is they mention that there are two game modes. I don't remember what they're called. One's basically capture uh, the flag, control, and yeah. escort. Escort. Yeah. yeah, but but they even say, but we might add more later. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Which which they have done in because right. even. Even
0: now the countries four. that the game exists in, it's been getting patches. It's been getting updates. Yeah, So they yeah. have added new game modes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... So we go through that and then we go through her first battle in, in the arena mm-hmm. um, as per the title. And then you kind of get a bit of a behind the scenes where she loses that battle and then they're kind of joking with each other. In, in the chain in the locker rooms essentially her and the other yeah. hunters mm-hmm. and then we know that she's playing a persona yeah so is this right. more like wrestling
1: yes because i haven't yeah. read the end of a book it's an entertainment
0: um, industry
1: yes. game
2: and so a little bit later in the book she goes to one of these underground fighting rings uh and wants to fight and the which she's not allowed to do because of the non-compete clause but she's a rebel um Not in the Star Wars sense. She's just rebellious. (laughs) She, uh, the sort of bouncer or whatever, the the person who puts together the fights, I guess the promoter at this ring is like, uh, well, this is real fighting, not like that choreographed stuff y'all do over at Ballada's Arena, which is totally like, oh, this is real wrestling, not WWE. That's really interesting. Yeah, they kind of make a nod to that. But yeah, I mean, they're they're playing characters. They ham it up, and, and they're like, you know... Make sure to so she creates a a rivalry with J3Di because he's the Jedi, she's the Sith, Um, and he like fully buys it. He believes he is (laughs) a (laughs) Force-sensitive droid. Yeah, Um, there's no self-awareness from him.
1: But there's there is a moment in the book like towards the end, right, where they're like, "How did you find me?" And then he's like, "Well, the Force led me here." Yeah. So it also it does kind of leave it a little open that that could perhaps be a thing. Because this is the new,
2: this is the new Skippy
1: the droid, maybe. (laughs) Because like that was what, because yeah, the whole the whole book, you're sort of assuming that yeah, it's like this this uh, droid is ridiculous, but then he does manage to get where he needs to be. Yeah. Could you imagine (laughs) if
2: they canonized force sensitive droids in this book of all places? Well,
1: don't we? I mean, it's the R five is, you know, from a certain point of view. Right? Isn't he written? Well that be- was the
2: old that was he was skippy right, Trev? Yes. In uh in that
1: yeah. the Jedi droid comic.
0: from Star Wars yeah. Tales. Yeah. I don't yeah, think a, a in, from a certain point of view, they made him force sensitive. But he but
1: exploded they def- knowing that he needed to. Didn't he? Like, yes. But I can't remember. I mean it's been a while. More but.
2: through rational thinking because he knew what was on R2. Is that mm. right? I think you're right. I haven't read that book in, in a few years now. But um, going back to um Going back to yeah. the Sentinel Stormtrooper character. Yes. So he's another interesting
0: one mm-hmm. for me because I looked him up on uh, the work, and especially what we were just saying. So again, he's got that on stage perform uh, persona. He's abandoned the Empire. He doesn't believe in the Empire anymore, but he uses that persona right to to really sort of rile the crowd up. So he's like like the Undertaker, you know. The, the rest yeah, of it. The, yes. What they want people to hate him. You know yeah. he's the deliberate. Yeah, bad he's guy. he's the heel. Yeah, yeah,
2: um, yeah, and so I think I'm, it might not be explicit. I think he was an actual storm. Yeah, he was. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, the rest of the characters are all kind of straightforward because then there's Zena, who is sort of like um, she's a rebel character. Yeah. And so they kind of have a rivalry, um, and then I'll just kind of go down the list because the rest are not nearly as interesting as as the. You know, the two Jawas in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's Scora, who's a Rodian, uh, and Sprocket, who's a Mon Cal. Like, we we hit all the big yeah. species here. Because um, then you've got a Wookiee named Graz, who, he's a former hutball player, which I know y'all mm. did a sports episode a few months yes,
0: ago. Yes, I was well, right. I'll
2: I'll that, just, I need to... well, I've... Let's let's do hutball really really quickly again. So- yeah, because this book has more hutball content than mm-hmm. probably anything that's ever been released, even in Legends. Like they go because th- hutball is one of the game modes.
1: Yes.
0: So Huttball we first see- saw in the Old Republic video game, but I find out some. This is the batshit section now. Okay, Every, <laughs> oh, the, this whole episode else, is everything else <laughs> we're talking about is you know big and serious and proper. What I'm going to discuss now is batshit. So. It was in the Old Republic video game. That's where it started, Hutball. And then it was mentioned as an in-universe holo game. So basically an in-universe video game that the characters played in a mobile game called Tiny Death
2: Star. <laughs> oh yeah. Um uh, which was right. the Star so, Wars what? it was the Star Wars skin of Tiny Tower, which I was yes. I've played a lot of Tiny Tower. I never downloaded the Death Star one.
0: So this game launched in twenty thirteen. It was only it was available for less than a year before it got pulled. Mm. Now, I've never played any of these games. Now essentially can you can you describe Tiny Tower for us a bit I and mean, then I'll explain how Star Wars yeah it, I, I mean i think it. the
2: death star one worked pretty similarly it's it's like a it's an idol game in that you you're building a skyscraper yeah. and you you know your skyscraper makes a little money over time then you build another floor and that floor could be a barber shop or a, a bank i don't remember like if you choose or it just happens and so then you're Tower earns a little more money over time, and you can click things to get some more money, and it's 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 just a simple time waster. It's um, but it was a good it was a good one. It's it's it's
1: pretty much the same as uh, Fallout had a really popular one too, though, right? I think um, that may be. Yeah, I play I play but, the one that Fallout where you're basically building your vault, and then yeah, yeah. you kind of like you you are able to add either a small room or a bigger room, and then that's how you get more more inhabitants in your like
0: yeah place. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it sounds yeah. it sounds very similar, but it literally has, uh, I watched the trailer for it earlier, it literally has Palpatine explaining to Vader, and you you see them approach the second Death Star, so the unfinished Death Star. Uh-huh. Oh, sure, and yeah. Palpatine is basically saying, we need more money, <laughs> this is how we're going to fund the Death Star, Amazing. is by building all these businesses oh, and getting citizens in. To earn us money. That's amazing.
2: Why did I play this? I mean, I, yeah, because like as <laughs> as you build more floors, more rooms, yeah, whatever, your population goes up, and, yeah, and man, uh, that's so great. Because you Palpatine have to tell each, each th-
1: person, each, each little character, right? You tell them what they're doing. So some of them will be yeah, tending whatever yeah, shop. Like some that. of them will be building something else. So it's just one of those kinds of.
0: But Palpatine basically says, you know, we're going to harness the awesome power of retail. Oh. that's so good. <laughs> and then they show like again. So they, they're walking through and it shows apartments and restaurants and banks and all this yes. stuff. And you build secret imperial levels. Oh, so that's man. where your shuttle bay is and your turbo lasers. And they even walk past Max Rebo's sing-along karaoke bar. Great. <laughs> uh, no notes. No,
2: this, is, that this was, is perfect. That was such a great era for these goofy kind of games. Because that was uh, around the time Just Dance came out with the, right. the I'm Han Solo song. Oh, Connect. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or that's what it was. Yeah um so here we are 10 years later waiting on another mobile game that's going to change the world yep and you know we already know
0: that hunters is going to last longer because it's been out for over a year (laughs) just just not here so you know it's already more successful than i mean if you watch the trailer for tiny death star it looks like a work of art Uh, an 8-bit work of art so hunters is already more successful
2: we didn't even mention that those games were 8-bit or like they were like intentionally low res yeah cartoony uh yeah star wars has an interesting history with short-lasting games because like we had star wars uprising too yeah um which if if y'all ever do an (laughs) uprising episode i'd like to be back on i I know i know you still feel the pain on that one yeah i do every day um but we'll we'll stick with the golden child here that is hunters that yeah you're right it's already been out for a year so it's outlasted uprising it's outlasted tiny death star is uh was Tiny Death don't have Star
1: it. before or after the Disney acquisition?
2: Uh I guess after, after. if it was twenty thirteen. It was probably one of those things that was like a legacy In the, yeah. Though yeah. like the deal had already been put through. Because it
1: just really sounds like during that time, um, you know, like you said, yeah, there was with the Hansel like dancing and all that uh but that's also right around when they were developing detours too right yeah so it's all these all like, projects um, were like george lucas and whatever they were all like yeah let's just go balls <laughs> like let's, yeah angry birds yeah, exactly yeah. i played that one so it was also sort of like yeah why not let's just have fun with it and then disney takes it and they're like okay guys <laughs> 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 you know this kid this has this is we can do a lot with this franchise so why don't we stop all the jokey stuff and try to make it serious again, and then we can get back into silly stuff? But... <laughs> yeah, which I would
2: like them to get more back into silly stuff. Well, yeah. which I guess is a Hunter's sort of is exactly. I mean, this,
0: if you look at like the character bios or even just watch the trailer, there's a definite, deliberate artistic style, mm-hmm. which is yeah. something we haven't seen before. You know, it's not yeah, it's not designed with realism. No, no, um, no, no. But again, if, if you take that wrestling analogy. You know, it is larger than life.
2: Yeah, um, and so then we've got just a couple more characters. One yep. is uh, Slingshot, which is, is sort of a two part <laughs> yes. character. Yes, because Slingshot uh, it's a, it's a pilot. The pilot is an Uggnot named Dizzy, mm-hmm. and he is piloting a Droidica. Yeah, kind of like like the like Mr Garrison's machine on South Park. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but it's, it's like a round. You know, you know what a Droidica yes. looks like, and he drives it like a motor. It's like a one wheel motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just is really creative, honestly.
0: I mean, and uh, if you want to talk he... about the impact that Hunters is already having, I mean, there's no way that this didn't directly influence Grogu in that droid in The Mandalorian.
2: Oh! <laughs> this is where, where IG-12 came from. That's yeah. a good point. 100%. I, I
1: didn't think of that, but that yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, that's that's why this is a groundbreaking game and story. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's uncanny.
0: Yeah. Um. So the last... Big character that I want to talk for a bit about because I've, again, I did a bit of research and this took me down a rabbit hole earlier today. So there's a female bounty hunter called Imara Vex. Yes. Now, she's actually been in a decent amount of content since she she was announced in the game. She's in the the ongoing uh, comic strip. So we first see her in War of the Bounty Hunters, number five. So she's part of Crimson Dawn's, you know, ragtag group of mercenaries um, she's in Crimson Reign, so she's a member of that strike team that called the Orphans. Uh, they did a whole series of operations against the various crime syndicates to turn them against each other. Um, she was present, she, well, she was part of that group, the Orphans, when Darth Vader at- is attacked on that planet where the Archivist is trying to unlock the Fermata Cage. Framata Cage? Does anybody know I took It's that?
2: You're okay. a musician, Trev.
0: I'd never heard of it before.
2: That's it's a music term.
0: <laughs> okay, um, and another fun fact, interesting aside. So that planet that takes up a big chunk of Crimson Rain, you know, that kind of deserty planet or beach planet, they're on there. They're trying to open the right. cage, you know, Vader not all. That's never named. Really, even on, even on the book, it's just an un- unidentified mm. planet because they never gave it
2: a name, even though it's such a pivotal part that, that has story to, i know we're getting way off topic of what is always an off-topic show but that has to be a <laughs> deliberate choice because the comics always have the little box that say yeah. what planet they're on yeah yeah it's it's, it's got to be so whether
0: we revisit the planet and it turns out to be a planet we already know but yeah maybe so it's maybe it's vespara the, maybe, the, the, the maybe. planet that hunters takes place on um but during that attack on vader uh we really get to see imara's show off her skills as an excellent sniper she even she even manages to land a shot on vader um but then she's literally doing it on top of a shuttle while it's flying but then she falls off and you know goes through the trees Mm. and the last we see her is injured in the trees and then the next time we see her is in this game so again there's a fair bit of backstory there yeah,
2: there's this for cool a panel where she, like, snipes a, a ship out of the sky. Yep, uh, yep. Like, like kind of no-look, no-scopes no it. Um, yeah, so, you know, we really...
0: We're, we're getting these characters. We're getting backstory. We're getting them explored.
2: So, which, on that note, I think that is part of what makes this whole initiative around this game so wild to me, is that... Before this game has come out, Amara Vex is in, is in one of the major comics. She also uh, had an entry in the Secrets of the Bounty Hunters in Univ- right. Universe reference book. Yeah. Um, to put that into a little bit of perspective, Cal Kestis has shown up in zero yeah. media outside the games, uh, other than the, the tie-in book. Uh, we've got nothing with Inferno Squad from Battlefront 2 until they just now have come back. Uh, uh, do, were they not in. There was that one book about them, wasn't
0: there? Well, yeah, well, but, but the, it was the, a tie in. It was, the, was oh, all okay. all a, sudden, yeah. a the book, right, the game, right. They have and not been it. outside
2: anything else. Yeah. Um, what's Her Face? Shoot. Um, the main character uh, from that, also, I, mean, I guess she's part of Inferno Squad, but there, all these bigger video games, the Squadron's crew, none of them have been f- featured anywhere else in yeah. canon, but Amara Vex. This background character from Hunters—it's just—it's such a good—the main comic run. I
1: think it's—it's just such a good name. It sounds cool, and yeah,
2: I mean, bounty hunters are always cool. She's got a cool design. Yeah,
1: her really cool design, and because she she is sort of like background by being a bounty hunter, maybe it's just a little easier to like put into other. Like media, Because if you put Cal Kestis, that can break a lot of canon stuff, right? Sure. Oh, um. no, for sure, I get it. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm like, yeah, so I'm, I'm not disputing, like, you, you know, it's more of like, I'm trying to justify I'm like, yeah, I guess like, Actually, it kind of makes sense. on that note, you know
2: who else is in the Bounty Hunters comic? Who? Is, uh, what's her name? Lady Death... Oh. Lady Destick. De- Death Destick. Stick is from... Star Wars Uprising. Oh, there you go. Yes, that's where she's from. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so I guess Ethan Sachs, who
1: writes, I believe, still writes the Bounty Hunters comic. It's a big mobile gaming fan. Mm. Well, Must be. Yeah, but that's the thing with Bounty Hunters. Damn it, it, a dozen, right? <laughs> like Anyone yeah. can be a Bounty Hunter and they can always Charles, show up because... Charles Soule is the one who wrote
0: uh, War of the Bounty Hunters and hidden empire crimson reigns that's true he's he's been using amara yeah
2: i don't remember which as well i guess you're right um i just i can't imagine that someone at lucasfilm told them hey you have to put amara vex into this comic like that is a weird thing for a mandate like we've got big plans for her you it feels to me like he he was like this is a cool character can i can i use her i i think it says more about the strength of this game (laughs)
1: <laughs> the, the impact well, that, that it's
2: going to have on continuity and publishing
0: oh, going yeah.
1: forward. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, there,
2: it, it's, there will not be an, a, a book coming out that doesn't touch hunters in some right. way.
1: <laughs> well, no, but I think it's, it's also probably just, uh, in you know, they, I'm sure, or they have some sort of wall or something where you know they have so many characters, and when they're probably putting together a new book or something, it's like, oh, I need, uh, I need a bounty hunter, or I need a force sensitive person, and it's like. Who do we have alive in this general right. like era? Uh, okay, let's let's go with this one. This one looks cool. So yeah, no,
2: I, I mean like that's how um, Cobb Vanth came into mm-hmm. Mandalorian, like, exactly, or or at least Black Crescent. Cobb Vanth was maybe a little more intentional. Yeah, uh, it's just I I mean I always love the cross uh, media collaborations, and and this is just one of the weirdest ones. It's like it's such a deep <laughs> pull. because it's from a, and she appeared. In the comic before this, even the book came out.
1: Oh, that, that was that, her. Yeah. that was
2: her canon debut. Wow. Well, even her entry in that reference
0: book—it's not a couple of sentences. It's—it's it's half a page, right? You know, that's um, that's some serious page time was, devoted uh, to this character.
2: So there actually is one more character that I think is worth mentioning because we're talking about reference books. So Trev, you know what I just had to pull out is your favorite. I, book I saw of it. Yeah. Time, yes. Uh, timelines, so. Star Wars Hunters does get a mention in timelines. Oh, uh, does it? It actually, it actually gets two entries, um, which was great because I read the book and I, we were we were talking part partly joking about when does it take place because it doesn't matter when it takes place, uh, yet it will be very important as we talked about. But there's two entries here. One, uh, the, they're both in 9ABY. It just says Blood of the Hut uh, and Dragus Fighting Spectacle on Vespara. Reaches a huge new audience, blah, blah, blah. Basically, the arena opens. Yeah. Followed by the next entry is Mandalorian warrior Arn'Tal joins the Hunter's roster. Uh, It's weird that Arn'Tal would get his own entry because he's in the book, not a major character. He's not the cover. The reason, at least the only reason I can find or figure out that they gave him a separate entry is because he's not currently playable in the game. So he will be a character that comes later and the genius writers of this book decided to canonize a reason for that, Mm. which is fascinating. That's great. So that basically
0: means that the events of the current events of the game as it stands without him as a playable character Mm -hmm. take place between those two entries in the timeline book. After his introduction, so version 2.0 of the game would take place after, and therefore the book Battle for the Arena takes place between the first entry of the arena opening and version 1.0, pre Mandalorian well, version. Of the I
2: game. would have to reconsult, but there's some problems there because I think he's already. In the arena when Reeve joined. Oh,
0: he's in the book. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 So yeah, I,
2: I, don't think we can consider uh, beta and alpha or beta and and release as two separate timeline instances. We may have just found a continuity error in Hunters, or maybe there will be a whole story that <laughs> yeah introduces yeah, they're really, him. They're really going to dig deep. In, I mean, maybe that's planned, but I think that the writers were just being a little cheeky and thought this would be because. Weirdly, they don't mention the hunter's book. They don't mention Reeve's story. They just mention the game and then the introduction of this character. I think I he's going I, to become more important than than we realize. He might. Um, I mean, we. So we were. I was just looking on their Twitter, and they. I, I keep saying we have one more character, then I keep remembering another one in the notes because they just announced a new character like three weeks ago. Oh, really? This. Um, yeah, he's got a blindfold on and a sniper rifle, which is pretty badass.
1: Oh, they mentioned uh, him in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't remember that. Okay, yeah, Diego. When, when yes, when when um so yeah, in the book when all the lights go out and back at the at the arena. Oh, that's like right at the end. Yeah, and then there's like oh because there's this this guy who's blind and he can like you know he can lead us around without having to see because he knows blah blah. blah. So they do Dang, mention him cool. towards the end. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he's not new. Uh, that's just their most
2: recent tweet uh, from from the middle of June. Uh, so we should again, mention the, the author of the
0: book. So it's Mark Ashiro. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, yes. that is so correct. He obviously knows his stuff. So like I said, I haven't finished the book. Um, I just haven't had the time. Um, but I was skimming the first couple of chapters today. I read the four chapter preview when it came out. So it mentions that each of the hunter has their own sort of personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Know, yes so it's going to be that again the wrestling analogy that's going to be their coach in the
2: corner i guess um so which i was really hoping when i started reading it that they weren't going to name the trainer yes because then that that would be you exactly
1: that's exactly what i thought when i was reading it i'm like because it, it just leans so much in so okay i guess we're now full on book mode but yeah the, we are, we're moving to the book yeah, the book itself especially at the beginning and this is where I'm like really this is (laughs) but it, it leans so much into it being a video game like maybe a little too hard but maybe that is also part of the genius of the book I don't know as a selling point for the game itself but yeah the one whole chapter is you have to build your character like they call it that so <laughs> yeah, they do. it's not it's like oh it's like when you're building a character in the video game it's like no you build your character and then you have a trainer which I'm like okay yeah that is us we are the trainer we because after each battle when the when the characters come out you have to like give you know like um heal them and you have to like bandage them and all this kind of stuff so I'm like yeah like as like player like us we would be right. probably having to give them stim packs and whatnot and i don't know so i really thought it was going to be something like that but no they do name um at least I mean, the main trainer uh reeves well they yeah. talk about
0: they talk about the trainer for groz the wookie now mm. so the reason i wanted to talk about mark, mark is he's done his homework here okay. like he mentions a few things in in the book like he talks about Vintians for a start as a I, I had yes. that in my notes yes. to talk about. Um, as far as
2: I know, the only canon mention of Vintians I, outside I think the High so. Republic. It was for uh, those of y'all who don't know, because this is a pretty deep cut, Vintian is what Geode is. Yes. Yeah. In uh, Into the Darkness or whichever book he debuted.
1: Yeah, they, there was a there was a line in there that says like, you know, like they were staring at each other like like Vintians or something like that. It was like yeah. a stone cold sort of book. He is a rock that doesn't move but canonically <laughs> has sex. Yes, like yes. and and a lot of it, but oh, but it does move somehow, right? And but no one, but no one no, sees no it. one ever <laughs> sees it moving. It's, it's such a silly
2: bit that honestly doesn't always work for me. But oh my god, they get a mention here. They should really but, have a Vintian in hunters. <laughs> yes, but I want to get back to to Groza's
0: trainer. Yes. So the species yes. of Groza's trainer is a dar Nomethian. Okay. Uh huh. I'm not familiar. These were. This alien was originally designed to be one of the background aliens in Jabba's Palace. It was never used in the movie. Now, a production photo of said puppet was used in the 90s in the Decipher card, customizable card game and given a character name. And then we briefly see that one acting as a masseuse in the Canto Bites scene. Oh. And then in this book. He, he had yeah, a I'm thousand seeing... species to choose from.
2: Interesting. Wow. Um, That's because he's had... cut, man. <laughs> In Legends, there's not a single appearance of them. Apart other from than... the, the card game. Yeah. And like these behind the scenes. That's crazy. And then there's been
1: a, a few since then. That's wild. So, um, uh, Trev, just yes. um, Mark, what other books have. Or Marcus Shiro done for Star Wars? None. This None? is this, is fir- this is his first one. This is it, and you know, even on his Twitter,
0: um, he was pretty quiet about it. Uh, he didn't really talk about it until its release, at which point he was, you know, seemed really hyped that it came out. But you know, I think the book suffered a couple of delays as well. You know, whether they wanted it to more launch more when the game launched, yeah. and obviously. Right, As they've decided to keep improving the game before they deliver it to the masses. Uh, that's gone on a bit, um,
2: you know, and it, it's hard. It's hard to uh, to say why. Um, a quick correction: he did write uh, a from a certain point of view. That's in what Empire I thought. Strikes back. That's the, the, oh, okay. I believe it was the Wampa story. Yeah. Uh, right at the beginning. I'm like, I so, know I've
1: heard his name before, so I'm like, um, so within yeah, Star that Wars,
2: and then uh, and then got this, and so yeah. Kind of like the game has been perpetually delayed. This book, all right, yeah. Let me. I'm going to dive deep a little bit because that's what we do here. This book, the production for it is wild because it is it is a tie-in to this mobile game that doesn't exist. We've covered that plenty. Um, It kept getting delayed quietly, like there was no, you know, like when a Thrawn book gets delayed or whatever. The it's it's in all the Star Wars news. Yes, from pages. This would just like someone would happen to notice that the Amazon listing changed. That's that's as much as it got announced. I mean, like Jose said, the Star Wars website still says this game's coming out last year. Yeah. So there was a whole talk about when would this book ever come out? Would it come out? And like you said, Trev, it uh, Mark Ashiro was never really tweeting about it. I think because to him, he had oh. written it three years ago. And... He had no control over when it came out.
1: Slight, uh, slight cor- correction there, just because I just learned. I reading through it, and Mark Oshiro goes by goes by day them. So just oh, little, thank
2: you. Yeah. I uh, I appreciate the correction. So yeah, they were not really tweeting about it when it finally. So when this date was coming, we were like, "There's no." There's no way this book actually comes out next week. Even we, we were we week. were having those conversations. Like, is this yeah. is this going to happen? And so then they they finally tweeted about it on release day. That hey, I'm really excited that my book Battle for the Arena is coming out. We're like, it's real. And so two of us went to the bookstore and got it. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was I think JG and I were the first to to read it. And and since then, Jose, you're probably number three. Really? Am I? I <laughs> It's it's just. I mean, it, I'm, is, uh, it's it is. I think I think it is the most obscure <laughs> Star Wars book that has been written yet, just because it's so off the wall. The only thing I would put next to it would be Force Collector. Oh, I read that one. Yeah, that I one's know fun. Trev. I know. No, I'm not talking quality. I'm talking about out there and like yeah. what its premise is, because Force Collector similarly introduces a force sensitive protagonist. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, who's the grandson of a Jedi. <laughs> like, that book is out there. But it, that was a, a tie-in for Galaxy's Edge, uh-huh. one of, like, eight tie-ins yeah. that I would, on average, was not a huge fan of. But Force Collector was kind of cool, but it's a weird book. Yeah, it is weird. Um, it's never... Force Collector's never going to be the book you recommend to someone looking for their first Star Wars book. No, oh, I, I or, disagree with that wholeheartedly. Okay, because well... It's a, only because it is a Star Wars Greatest Hits It, yeah, I mean, it's sort of a, like, ooh, let's look at Han Solo's flashback. Let's look at a flashback for, yeah. Um, Hunters, similarly, is not going to, sorry, you want to pitch us on Force Collector No, 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 I'd finish with Force Collector, but carry on. Uh, Similarly, Hunters is never going to be someone's first Star Wars book, unless your kid is a big fan of the game and really wants to read about it. Other than that, it's an odd choice, so... So that's the point I wanted to make, because I don't think we've uh, clarified that
0: this isn't an adult book. It's not a young adult book. This is a junior. This is a junior novel. So we're talking, you know, 10 year olds.
2: Yeah. On, on that note. And this is where this is like Trev's zone. I'm about to touch on the junior novels by Disney Lucasfilm press have three or four different formats that they've come in. Um, the the format that Hunters is in it's the shorter one before the High Republic there were a total of you can't see them because I, you know, this is an audio podcast but oh, there were we five we a picture of it so. there have been five books of this size two of which were short story collections and one of those should never have been this side, uh, size Dark Legends I know, that, yes. too short I I have questions for Mike seglane I don't know if this is your fault or, or who I need to talk to <laughs> It makes no sense because it doesn't match the other two. Anyway, so that leaves three books that have been this size. Guardian of the Wills, which was one of the Mm -hmm. first junior novels, uh, ties in with Rogue One. See, Guardian of the Wills over here
0: was the same size as Servants of the Empire, Moving Target. It Uh, was that
2: paperback size. I've never mm. seen a hardback. Okay, because see, for us, uh, Moving Target and those three, all the Journey 2 books, are a taller format hardcover. Yes, yeah. yeah. That all match, and then even like uh, Lando's Luck and all the Flight yeah. of the Falcon books; those match it. The shorter one, I don't know. Anyway, so then Chewbacca in the Forest, Forest of Fear, which is a great book. I don't know if y'all have read this one. It's fun. It's it was have sort yet. of a it was sort of a solo prequel um, yeah. that features K Two S O. That's good. And then we have Star Wars Hunters, and those are the only books to use this format. And I want to know why. I have so many questions about. We're oh God. We're so in the weeds right now, but <laughs> I, I don't get why this book landed with this size. The, explain it to me, Trev. I mean, I, I don't have the answer. Maybe we should. <laughs> maybe that's
0: something we should really look at and do a podcast just on book sizes. Did yeah. you
1: see try the picture? Get I, 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 would I would love a, that. A
2: few weeks ago, I was redoing my shelves, so I, I laid all my books out. I, I picked remember one this. of each format of just. The books that have come out since the the canon reset since twenty fourteen yeah and I had
1: over forty different sizes it's, of books. It's too you know there's I like, I don't have three uh, main
2: sizes, but then there's so many little one offs. Yeah,
1: no, I mean like I you know I don't collect a lot of the, the actual printed books. I, I I like more of the the reference books and all that. But even just so I just recently moved and putting things back into a shelf, and I'm like I was noticing that like the about the from the handful of books that I do own. And they're all different sizes, and it was just driving me mm-hmm. nuts. Like I just like yeah. this, And so, how do you make this look okay on a shelf? It gets like so hard. And well, then and even Trevor when just, hates whatever uh, someone else does for their shelf. Oh, no, and then <laughs> and then whenever you put it, even like if it's the same size, the the thing that makes me go even like crazier is that then the the spine of the book the. Where you write, where you put Star Wars or the title, it's never on the same like location. Of it, don't get all off. started on spines. Do not yeah, get we are, all started on spines. We are hijacking this pod. This is now a High Republic
2: <laughs> book consistency podcast. Because <laughs> I have some thoughts. No, no we should no, definitely so anyway, do that. At five episodes, that so. was a way too long rant to say. Like this book is in a format that hadn't been used yeah. in five years, but also since, it since came Solo out came out in hardback. You know, so we didn't mention the fact that it's hardback. It's not a paperback. So, you know, well, here in the States, there hasn't been a paperback, like only paperback since uh, other than the Choose Your Destiny books. Those were the last ones we did in paperback. But you'd you'd expect a junior reader book
0: to be a paperback rather than a hardback. I guess. But But also um, like the the
2: High Republic ones are all hardback.
1: Yeah, they're all Um, all hardback first. But also it it
2: got an audio book.
1: Yes, like, it did,
0: ju- junior reader books, especially tie-in video game junior reader books. Do they
2: not? Do not get audiobooks. Well, this one, yeah. So there's a lot of curious stuff around this, and and
1: well, but the sometimes public ones have gone junior. Uh, audio they book.
2: do, but what's weird about those is they don't always come out on time. Right. I mean, granted, this book yeah. got delayed a million times, but the audiobook <laughs> came out the same yeah. day. So, they. There was a lot of intention in putting this book out other than that they took forever to, to do so. Um, so that's just a long rant to say, like, I, I'm I'm really confused by the release strategy. Now, getting to the contents of the book, let's talk about Marco Shiro again, had a tough assignment yes. in this book. Because imagine it's 25 years ago and you get assigned to write a Halo novel, which I know there are dozens, but there's no story mode to the game. All you have... <laughs> is the the different spartans fighting each other yes. and you have to novelize that how do you do it yeah that's what they were tasked with was to write a book for a game that has no story
1: yeah no i mean i i think that knowing that i th- you know, when the book starts, it makes a lot of sense to me because when, when the book starts, I thought it was a little more clunky, like, you know, to be perfectly transparent and honest here. I thought it was a little clunky, and that's why it does read very much like the instruction booklets. Like this is either you, or, you Oz, or, or you, Trev. That's how you've said it before to me. It's like, yeah, it's like it's the instruction booklet for the video game, and it very much reads like that. And then some, sometime after that, that's when, to me, it starts to like, oh, okay, I see where you're going. Because you, you start to get more attached to the characters themselves and you kind of understand where they're going. But at the beginning, it's like, really, this is what you're doing? And then I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they what they try to do with the with the book itself. I, I
0: think that artistic choice just – it adds so much immersiveness <laughs> to the book. Right. Well, honestly – You just don't
2: see. No, it it does and So um... – actually we're gonna I'm gonna jump back a bit and mention one more weird thing about the release of this book. I mentioned earlier Jedi Survivor, which was like a big triple a game yeah the biggest star Wars game that's come out since Fallen Order yeah it had a tie-in book Jedi Battle Scars, that released on the same day as Battle for the Arena they after delaying this book for years, they put it out on the same day as what is unfortunately maybe but objectively a bigger title for star wars Mm -hmm. and so sort of a battle of two video game books and i think this one did it better oh uh battle scars has some moments where where there's sort of like game mechanics brought in and it's it's fun but uh, at times you are like all right i get it cal's addicted to stims (laughs) oh is that
1: because i i couldn't i honestly couldn't get through it i got a few chapters in and i stopped so I'm yeah, like, I, I think there's other, there's a bunch of other Star Wars books that I need to get through and I'm just going to go for those. Right. This
2: is not a podcast about Battle Scars. That book did not speak to me.
1: Yeah. But Hunters, I thought handled it great
2: because you've got to balance, yeah, the game mechanic, which it, it would be easy to just not include that stuff. Right. Right. You could just write a story about Reeve and she goes to an arena. But to make, to do that and make it work and not just be like, ugh, like it was, it was just shy of being like and then Reeve pressed X and her lightsaber swung yeah
1: <laughs> well and and so, something else to mention I think that to me with written the book um, one it kind of made me think of like uh, hunger games sort of like mechanics um, in terms of like what you know what the world is trying to say about this place because it's like you know these people are fighting I mean is it and it's for entertainment but then the fact that the arena itself, like, you, oh, now you can be in the Hoth level. Or now you can be in like, the <laughs> yeah. Tatooine that for some reason has a little, like, uh, you know, the the homestead that no one knows why. And it's like, so they right. kind of, like, mentioned that in the book. They just, like, throw it in. And if it made me think of Hunger Games because, yeah, in Hunger Games, when it, if for anyone who's has read them or seen the movies you do have this sort of like level or whatever, like designers and like, oh, we're going to throw this thing in there and we're going to throw that. And it's all within a contained space. So that's what like, that's what I was picturing um, in terms of how this, like the arenas and the hot levels and all stuff, how they would be built within this planet. That's very so much just the, like the, the same kind of the thing. the
0: trailer, the trailer itself calls the arena on Vespara um, the most high-tech battle arena in the galaxy. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's already giving the the backstory, the explanations as because I was curious watching the trailer, seeing Endor and Hoth, and then in the book it literally says oh. they go through a tunnel yeah. to the Ewok village yeah. yes. area, which
2: because that's another. I mean, it's sort of a curious choice by the video game designers because it, it would be easy to do just oh they fight on Hoth and you don't yeah. have to worry about why. Like kind of like yeah. you know the Battlefront games, yeah. they have the the games on various planets and because like you said no one expected to be taking this game too seriously for no. that stuff right but they they wrote in all the reasons and then so you're reading and they're like all right we're playing on hoth today or what they they have a name for it i don't remember what all the yeah. the front line i think is the hoth one and then are like oh we're in the ewok village and then i think there's like a mega one that connects all the different maps together yeah. and and I know that there's Moss Eisley, and I think Moss Espa, like the Pod Race Arena yes. is is uh, one of the maps. And I'm sure that more will get built over time as so the game it, explodes to millions, so millions
0: of So In Universe players. they've literally built a replica of the Moss Espa mm-hmm. pod racing arena. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In the Vespara arena. Right. Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: Well that's what like. It could be sort of hollowish, you know. There's like, a lot of money in this of, game. Like,
2: yeah, I in mean, universe, it, you know, yeah, it's a, right. b- and so, big deal. But, but a lot of the Hut ship like it floats above the arena, so I think that the huts and you know whoever else they bring in the VIPs can mm-hmm. watch from their box seats. Yeah,
1: can it's, we? There's. I want to make sure that we talk about one thing in here because I don't know if this is this has made made it into any other sort of like, um, canon novel or whatever or legends. But there's a uh, oh. gunk rock. Gonk yeah, how have we not talked about Gonk Rock? <laughs> it's so... Yeah, uh, does that exist anywhere else? Or is this the first... Did they make it up for this book? That was definitely for this book. Because that jumped out when I first read the preview.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on one of our episodes. Because uh, it's basically heavy metal, right? Yeah, but Trev, do you know why they call it Gonk Rock? No, I haven't mm-hmm. got that far. <laughs> it's, be- it's
2: because... The people who came up with this genre, the the punk rockers, whatever, used Gonk Droids as their guitar amps.
1: Yes. So oh, they, that's amazing! They plugged and, the guitars to the Gonk Droid, and so droids. like
2: running running through the the Gonk Droids distorted their sound, yeah. and and it gave them a unique tone for their guitar.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's incredible!
1: I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's I, definitely more punk rock that. than 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 like metal. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of punk
2: rock is really yeah, what it is. Oh, so like we, ang- angry character. Yeah. She used to be a frontman for a a gonk rock band called Corellia Never Dies. Yes. <laughs> or no, uh, Corellia's Corelia's Not Dead. Not which dead. is Not Dead is a rad band. It's band. such a
0: good name. <laughs> Do you think they're a fan of the Smiths? Because I just think of The Queen is Dead. Their
2: famous album when I uh, hear that. Maybe. I I I can't say, but I'm sure that there's a reason there. Or I don't know, Mark could be a punk rocker. And just was like, I've got a rad idea yeah. for a band name, and I'm gonna work this into a, a, a video game tie-in. Book. Well, they, they
1: yeah. mentioned three or four uh, different gunk rock bands in there, and this is, I mean, Corelli's Not Dead is one of the obscure uh, gunk rock bands that like only only people like scene kids would know about. Yeah, because so, it only exists for a, for a small moment of time, and then you know our lead character she leaves, so then Corelli's Not Dead is not a thing anymore. But then. Like, it's kind of like the same. The band members keep on going with another band, I think, right? Because that's the one yeah. that she ends up seeing later. So, you do go to a, a gonk rock show. And I only hope, I mean, this is, I don't know if it can happen within, you know, a mobile game, but it'd be so rad if this was more open world or whatever that you could go and hang out at a gonk rock show for some reason, you know? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so, you
0: guys listened to the audio drama. Yes. I did, yeah. What was the quality like? Was there any gonk rock? background?
2: Like, there back is, there yeah. is rock going on when they're at this show. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it was a pretty well-produced audiobook. Yeah, 100%.
1: Um, I, I was... need to get
2: the isolated score from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that would be a cut. If we could put out an OST for Hunters, yes. that, would be, <laughs> that would be the deepest cut you could
1: have. No, yeah, um, I mean, they should definitely... Yeah, I mean, because like, you don't full-on hear um like you know a song but the sort of the gunk rock music is definitely different and very specific to this yeah rather than what like in some of the other star wars audiobooks when they talk about music and whatnot it's a little more generic sounding but this is sounds very much like very specifically done or chosen for gunk rock so i had never i hadn't heard these sounds used in um star wars music before yeah, and it's so
2: we've all read the uh, the Alphabet Squadron books, right? Mm-hmm. Is Reeve is very reminiscent of Chastna Chaddock, and yes. that she when like when she's getting ready to fight, she puts in her tapes or her discs, whatever of of these her bands Chips she knows. is it what they call it. Yeah, data chips. chips whatever what yeah. data chips. It's data, Star yeah. Wars. Come on, I know this. <laughs> um, But it's because Chas in those books has a little box full of all of her, of her chips. Yes. And, uh, Reeves trainer gets her a box of, or a a collection, which includes a deep cut from her band. Yes. Uh, That she's like, how could he ever find this? Um... Yeah, Goncroc is the coolest thing. Yeah. Definitely the coolest thing to come out of this book, and it's a cool book.
1: How could how could he have found this? I don't know. Perhaps you get to find out. Perhaps yeah, to yeah. read the book. You will figure. it You will see.
2: Yeah. Um. So that yeah the, the the trainer is a is a pretty cool character in his own right. Yeah. Um. But we've I mean we've talked about a lot of the kind of the silliness in this book, but I genuinely do think it's a pretty solid book. It's uh, it's got you know all the checklist of the video game stuff yeah. and the the two Jawas in a trench coat, but it's it's pretty solid. It's a it's a book about like anxiety and finding your place and self doubt, self esteem issues. So I wanted uh, to say that. So I got up to chapter five.
0: So I'm happy for us to go full spoiler here to talk about yeah. what happened. So like even the prologue, it's very mysterious. It's very noir. It's very it's about yeah. someone trying to find.
2: I yeah, mean, so she you find out she's got a life uh, when she, on Coronet City, and then she was on Narshada for a while. Some some familiar locations, uh, and it's clear that someone from her past is trying to find her. Yeah, and then chapter five
0: deals with those sort of motivations that you were talking about, and what drives her. And
1: is I, I re- really was
0: quite shocked with the quality of not shocked, but I wasn't expecting that. That internal analysis of that level with that
1: quality right. of writing. Because, like we said, a
0: a, it's a junior novel. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is um, chapter
1: five when they do the flashback chapter?
0: No, it's just, um, she's just lost. Okay. She's lost her first match. All right. All oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her, it doesn't matter, you know, it's just a game, you know, we'll get over it. But
2: she's really beating herself up. Yes, yeah, so kind it. of one of the, the driving devices is. There's a lot of self worth doubts. And, right. Is, so, tying in with the video game element, there's a lot of talk about like, Teamwork yeah. versus like your your kill death ratio. Yeah, um, it's about playing for the objective, which is very video gamey, but it it actually fits Reeve's story very yeah. well. That she's got to learn how to fit in with people and and sort of get over herself, and yeah. but then also embrace what she can be. Yeah, um, and it's at the same time it's told through a fake Sith and a robot Jedi. Like so, there's still <laughs> that. It's it's lighthearted, but it it is hitting on some real issues, and it's doing so well.
1: No, yeah, and um, a-
2: who who is the person from a prologue who is chasing her well so yeah you know, uh I, we've already mentioned it but this is a full spoiler warning if you want to pause it and skip ahead uh it's her trainer yeah oh so that's, that's a, why they couldn't do the whole second person thing for your trainer because he's actually a very important yeah, character
1: that's I mean. that it, it, there's one like i would say about the book it's uh it it's you know it works it's 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 entertaining it's fun um I think that you kind of as you're reading it it's not necessarily breaking any new ground in terms of like narrative anything no. like you can like oh of course that was him like you know and it's like oh yes. yeah she's running away from her past but she really wasn't at fault for whatever she thinks she was like a horrible person for you know yeah. so like all these you we've seen that before in many other iterations so in on one hand it's like it feels very like pay, pay by numbers kind of like story But it's done well, you know, so that's, I'm like, you know, for some, for having to, for being tasked with writing a book about a story that doesn't exist, and characters that are, you know, they already have some sort of specific look, it was like, okay, how do we do this? And it works, it's fun, it's entertaining, and it's, for a junior reader, I think is definitely really, really well done. Yeah, Um, and
2: a lot of the junior junior reader ones, especially, like, with The High Republic, I enjoy, but they they resolve so quickly yes um this one i'm going back to the format of this book again is the longest junior reader book in canon yeah it's 363 pages which so that's adult novel length right granted yeah. they're are small pages and the and the font yeah. is big but yeah. <laughs> I, so uh, word count still it's only a five hour audio book but for comparison when uh That day, in Battle Scars came out the same day. Battle Scars is 260 pages, somewhere about there. So this book is about as long, probably, as Battle Scars. Wow. Uh, I didn't even realize that. (laughs) Because Battle Scars, yeah. Let's see. Battle Scars audiobook. Okay, I lied. Battle Scars is 304 pages, according to Amazon. But still... If How it turns out like the it. audiobook is less than five hours, it's, I mean... it's not. It's it's ten hours. So Battlescar okay. is still twice as long, but, but it's but still an adult novel. Because uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these, it's like twice the length of Guardians of the Wheels for instance. It's it's a it's a thick, short little book. Yeah. I mean, it's still not gonna take you three weeks to read or anything. But it 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 has the time to breathe, and the lead character is, has a, a good arc, and it, I, you know, I'm sure there are some kids who could learn something about. Yeah self-esteem from reading this there are some adults who could too yeah no
1: and and to your point about you know compared to some of the higher public ones like race to crash point tower and all that. i'm like yeah they're they're entertaining they're they're fun but i do i mean this one does feel definitely a little more grown up um and in term in the way that it's written so um yeah i hadn't like thought about it in the same context as that but when you do think of it as, as a junior reader it's definitely it's it reads like a little more grown up than, yeah, than other junior readers that are coming out, you know, right now.
2: Yeah, there. I mean, there are are Star Wars books I've I've got and I've read that I would maybe steer someone away from if they were like, hey, I want to read this. I'm not yeah. going to name any names, but Hunters isn't one of those. I mean, it's like I said, it's not going to be. If someone says, I want to read my first Star Wars book, it would not be no. Hunters unless my son gets really addicted. To the game, because obviously this game is going to still be around in 10 years. Yes. When he's old enough to play and read. Yeah. Uh, unless he's like, Daddy, I want to read about Reeve. Then I'll be like, Well, have I got a surprise
0: for you? And maybe, maybe that's the intention. Maybe, you know, they're so. They, they know this game's going to be successful. They know this game's going to be played by millions of people on a regular yeah. basis. It's going to have a really, really healthy player base. And a lot of those are going to be kids. And a lot of those will want to know more about the characters. And they yeah. will pick up this book. It might be the first book they've ever really read, the first what? novel they've sat down. It, yeah. and that it opens, could be. That opens doors. You know, people start reading more Star Wars books or not. Um, and all of a sudden, this crazy uh, mobile fighting game is
2: bringing kids to the libraries. What? Yeah, Who well, knows? I, I want to go ahead and put on record if, if 10, 20 years from now, Everyone's got their first Star Wars book, right? If, if I hear someone say, the book that got me into Star Wars was Hunter's Battle for the Arena, come find me. Because you have certainly found this podcast on Google <laughs> and listened to it. Because I, mean, I think Corey's got one of the better stories that he started with book 9 of 17 on uh, New Jedi Order or whatever that was. N- 9 but, of 9. Alert. Okay, whatever Legacy it is. Thank you. I knew you would know. Uh, if if this would top that story, if someone's intro to Star Wars is Hunter's Battle for the Arena, I want to meet them. Because I mean, again, no shade to this book. It's just it's doing a very specific thing, which most Star Wars books are not.
1: Oz, Do what? You, now that we're in that top, I'm just kind of yeah. curious. what what was what was your first uh, Star Wars book? Um, it was either A New Dawn
2: or <laughs> Trevor will like this choice. Ezra's Gamble, um, <laughs> with, both of which are are prequels to Rebels. Um, Very different Ezra, prequels. Yeah, to <laughs> and, and one is one is an adult novel about Kanan and Hera that I think is great. It's a it's, it's a good one. Good book. Good. Um, and then Ezra's no, Ezra's Gamble is a, a little tiny paperback junior book that introduces Ezra and he has a little mission with Bosk. And it's solid. It's fine. Yeah. I've never reread it, so I read. Well, I it's read also both Ryder Wyndham, who. You know he's written some absolute yeah no it's years. yeah it's it's a solid junior book I have not reread it since 2014 so whichever one of those I read first they were, they were both around the time yeah. that I, I got into because Rebels was like what got me into keeping up with modern yeah publishing and
1: whatever my my first one was uh, Catalyst oh god I love that book it was great book but I was like oh man yeah Star starting Wars with Lucina are uh, <laughs> are intense yeah that's but, it's a great author to kick but, it off but with. similar to you was also like yeah i i just i had just watched rogue one and i'm like i know there's a bunch of star wars books maybe it's it's time for me to get into them so i went with with uh catalyst yeah while we're
2: on this trev what was yours uh
0: i honestly don't know because they've just always been there it right might, it might have been the splinter Return of the, of the novelization eyes. um I didn't actually read Splinters of the Mind I, till I was an adult because I didn't know it existed. Um, <laughs> so it was either, you know, Return of the Jedi novelization or one of the comics or one of the Ewoks or Droids books. It's going to be right, a, yeah, sure. one of them. But, you know, I've been reading them forever, so I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> what the I, I never had that big moment. Yeah, they're, memory they're starts just, to go in the old age, I understand. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, that, there's that too. There's that too. Um, so you've talked about the the, the quality of, the writing and how there was a specific task and the authors achieved that i was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on and it might be worth us trying to reach out to mark and get him on the show for an interview but that would be
2: great do you think do you think it was an a tricky novel to write i got to imagine because i mean i assume that anyone who writes you know or aspires to write a, a star wars book has a Luke Skywalker story in their back pocket, or or an Empire vs. Rebels? Yeah, no one is like prepped ahead of time to write a book like this. You don't have you haven't been thinking about uh, Hunters for twenty years, uh, so there's that, and and just yeah, it's got a very odd mission statement that it's a tie-in for a book yeah. that no one or for a game that no one's played. I bet Mark's played it. I assume, or at least gotten some inside info on it.
0: I mean, wouldn't that be incredible if?
2: he'd just seen the same trailer as everybody else yeah and, and just had to, to write i don't know but um i better, i don't know it's it's tough to to turn into prose um, a,
1: a video game i got to imagine yeah yeah no i mean i I'm, i know unfortunately i'm not um, familiar with the with their other um, work but yeah so i i wonder i'd like
2: to see what they could do with
1: with a more normal, yeah. quote unquote, Star Wars story. And I'm seeing here they have some on on their website. There's a few nonfiction um, books. There's definitely a few other ones what, here what that sort seem of also nonfiction
0: books because that might give us a clue as to how it was approached. Um,
2: Video it's... game
1: guides. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, at least I'm. I guess it's nonfiction like work that that they've done. But I mean, one is. I don't know, I mean, what is, a, so it's a Latin, they are Latinx, and one thing here is called The Unintended Education of Literature, uh, another thing here is called Queers Destroy Science Fiction, so, you know, some more serious stuff in there, I guess, um, but then in terms, some of his their fiction, we have something called here uh Oh, from uh, I think this is some short story book called All Signs Point to Yes. I don't know. So reclaim yeah, the it looks stars. Like a fair amount of like uh, like young adult and teen. Yeah. Stuff. There's one. Yeah. This is our rainbow. Sixteen stories of her, him, them, and us. So it uh, seems like a good amount of um, short story compilations that they've been a part of, and this is sure. all pre uh, from a certain point of view. Um, oh, there's you know Zoraida Cordova. Um, there's a book with with Zoraida here too. So yeah, a lot of short oh. stories it seems. And
2: Zoraida took one of took one of these photos of them on their website. I didn't know that she took pictures, but <laughs> that maybe is the connection there. Yeah,
1: because this is there's a yeah so it's Zoraida Cordova and and Marco Shiro. Uh, are in a book called "Vampires Never Get Old: Tales with Fresh Bite," so um, that's from 2020. So maybe that's also yeah, kind of like the intro to or the connection to Star Wars at that point. And now we we are cracking the code wide open here. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of work in here on their website. So, uh, but I definitely leaning towards the young adult um, young reader, it seems.
0: But like you guys have said, you know, from what I've seen in the first five chapters and what you guys have said, you know, a really, really tricky assignment. Um, But, you know, successfully done with aplomb and delivering on the goods and, you know.
2: Yeah. So so honestly, when, when, when all this Hunter stuff started, it really kind of started at Celebration when we were kind of jokey, like, oh, let's go play this mobile game. And because of the allure and mystery behind the release, it became kind of a joke that I was, like, obsessed with Hunters. And so everyone's like, oh, Oz, are you ready for the novel? And I'm like, hell yeah, it's going to be a real novel. And on The Living Force, they kept saying it's never going to come out. Well, we got it. And I was like, I'm going to read this before Battle Scars, even though everyone else went Battle Scars first. And I was like, oh, dang. This was, like, jokes aside, this was a good book. This is is fun. (laughs) And... Honest, the book made me more excited to play the game, so I think that it achieved its
1: goal in that sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I want. I mean, I think for us, that's the order of it, right? It's the book needs to sell the game, and yeah. in the handful of countries where the where the game is available, then it would have been the other way around. Where it's like, oh, you like the you like the game? There is a book, but for us... I wonder it... if the
2: book has been translated into any of the languages spoken <laughs> right? in the places that have the game.
1: That's really that's a...
0: That's a really interesting question. Uh, someone write that down, just just in case we need it for, for anything later. Yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, so it's a ten out of ten, right? Battle for the Arena. Go out and read it for yourself.
1: I think you definitely should read it. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's entertaining. It's fun. I mean, it's 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 light in general, but I think, yeah, you know, it does it does uh, you know it gets deep in some in some at some points. So I and it's yeah if you do the audiobook it's super quick re um you know I, it was six hours five hours like you said yeah something like that so it's not yeah you can get through it pretty easily and definitely have a good time and much easier to get through than some other books out there than like in terms of just what the content of it is so
2: yeah as long as um, as long as you know what you're getting into yeah. I think you'll have a great time if you see Star Wars on the cover and expect. Empire vs. Rebellion, and Jedi vs. Sith, which t- those are technically in it the technically arena. It technically does <laughs> happen. Yeah, but you have you're, you're not going to get <laughs> Kylo Ren. You're, you're not going to see Palpatine. You're not going to see any character that you've ever heard of unless you've read the Bounty Hunters comic yeah. with Amarovah Vex <laughs> in it. So, um, But you're going to get a solid story. Yeah, so, and there's
1: also just a little bit of just kind of trying to understand what the Force is. Like we said earlier, the you know... Um, reeve doesn't really even call it the force so there's like it does get into i think a little bit of what yeah they do kind of talk about
2: yeah uh, there's a little bit of force order especially from j3di and his like his mismannerisms yeah and and his sort of misunderstanding of the force but it kind of helps her be aware of, Mm -hmm. of what this is she's feeling so maybe now we're gonna get crazy i'm gonna call it now reeve is in Ray's new Jedi Order in the movie that's coming out. Oh, in man. A few
1: years. <laughs> well, she, you know, Reeve uses. I mean, her force outbursts come through anger.
2: Yeah, so she's got to get trained, right, to use right. the light side,
1: right? So there's. A I lot mean, of that. could
2: you imagine? Could you imagine?
0: I mean, they that are, was. They've shown that they're playing the long game here with the yeah. entire. When, Hunter's, when Hunters
2: comes out and hits it big, they're going to rewrite the script to include Reef. <laughs> I'm sure Reeve she's already in it. Right. Yeah. Okay,
0: so so we've gone over the hour, more or less. So <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, a fair we, bit. Before we wrap up then, any final thoughts on Hunters as a whole?
2: The game, the book, edit, anything at all? Uh, we'll take turns. Oz- I mean... I don't know that I'll ever finish having thoughts about this fantastic thing that is Hunters and its tie-ins. But for something that is honestly such a small part of of Star Wars current happenings, because even Star Wars doesn't talk about this, it's actually pretty good. It's uh there are things that I think should should be buried before Hunters gets buried. And unfortunately, it's not getting what it deserves and so hopefully soon they say 2023 so we got six months left hopefully we'll have this game in our hands soon enough
1: amazing yeah. jose um i think it's a fan for uh it's a fantastic junior reader um as a 40 year old man then it's like it's still fun and entertaining and yeah i mean it it's not going to blow your mind, but when, I feel when you put it within the context of, uh, you know, like we've been saying, when you put it within the context of having to write a story from a game that no one has seen, it's a Herculean effort. And I think that Marcus here did a fantastic job. And yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend it to anyone who's into Star Wars books. And yeah, if you have a kid, it's not a bad book to start them with because it's, uh, it touches on, on real things and it's yeah it's it's fun and entertaining and uh just why not <laughs> it's it's, it's um, definitely solid it's a solid book it's i mean it's good i mean from what you guys have said about
0: you know parts of a book i haven't even got to yet and i've been my expectations were easily surpassed just from what i've read today so i'm really looking forward to going and giving this book yeah, time. I mean,
2: given that you are kind of, like, the king of obscure canon, yeah. this is this is right up your alley. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I, didn't, I didn't even, even realize game... that it was that obscure, though. Like, I, I, talking with you guys, I mean, like, I know that it was pushed back and all that, but I didn't realize that, like, people are possibly ignoring this, that this even happened.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even think they're ignoring it. I think people just don't know. Oh, yeah. Because, like, not I
1: purposely. Mean, like, I didn't... How
2: often does a Star Wars video game get announced? Yeah. Pretty often. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And and a lot of them go nowhere. So the hunters announcement was at N- Nintendo Direct a few years ago, which is actually a pretty big event. Yeah. But it there was a bunch of announcements since then. Um, like again, Survivor, uh, Eclipse, which we may never see. Oh, uh, yeah. you can have me back on in 2030 when Eclipse comes out. <laughs> um, and the Kotor remake, got-
0: which apparently is in Cotor trouble. Kotor
2: remake is uh, remake is maybe DOA. Um, what's that one that just got announced? That bounty hunter game, Outlaws. Outlaws. Uh, yeah. So Outlaws is unfortunately maybe gonna steal a lot of thunder from Hunters. I mean, Outlaws isn't out until next year, so Hunters will hopefully yeah. have a year to. They read. had to. They had to wait till next year for Outlaws because yes. everyone this year is gonna be playing Hunters. Yeah,
1: but it's also very different. I think it is a different demographic now. Because like, <laughs> yeah, <the point laughs> totally. I, mean, oh, no, playing, I think uh, everyone will be playing Hunters. Well, no, yeah, but I also you know, mean got like an entire console. Audience. You only have one console that will be carrying hunters, which is the Switch. The and Switch, or have, your phone, or your, and yeah. and then the phone, and more, so mobile gaming and the Switch, because you can also kind of. I, carry I think we'll it see a port
0: to, uh, you know, other consoles once once the what? money starts rolling in.
1: Is it? It's I, I, what's um? Is it That's what I, I feel League. like. Rocket, Rocket League, League. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's what I'm like, cause it's it's one of those sort of like smallish games that everyone just freaking loves. And yeah man if this final. took
2: off like rocket league that would be great <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for
1: that's what i'm hoping for which is like it's this kind of like little arena game and then it just become it blows up
2: yeah so, so well check your uh, shelves or i guess it's going to be a download but uh by the end of 2023 we should have it
1: hopefully we one can only hope uh all right trev do you have any other thoughts or should we go into our outro no, segment i,
0: think... I mean I think we've you, definitely definitely shone the spotlight on a subject that deserved it. You know? This yeah. was... Do
2: you think that this is the most that anyone has ever talked about this subject on the
0: 'cause I mean it's it seems unfair to say because I think more people should be talking about this game and this book, but
2: Right, ma- so I think we're kicking is. off we're kicking off a trend.
0: Hopefully. Yeah. Absolutely. That's...
1: Yeah, so all you listeners out there, all you guys, uh, you know, let's let's hype up this game so that we can actually get it <laughs> published, so we can all download it. So yeah, I don't know, write to Disney or something, <laughs> go picket outside their lines with all the other writers that are picketing right now. So uh, you know, they they deserve to be heard too. So let's picket with them and uh, yeah, give us our games and pay writers their money and or something um yes. <laughs> this is <laughs> but, this
2: is now a wga affiliated i podcast. have to my,
1: my partner's part of it so <laughs> um, anyways you know another way another place where you can also talk about hunters would be in discord so if you have for some reason not yet join our discord go to team.com slash discord and click the join now button on that page and you can talk to other people about Hunters, and anything else you want to talk about. But more importantly, that is where you will get all the latest news on and discuss anything Star Wars Archives. Um, with that, I mean, wait, are we still, and I, I think, I feel like I keep asking this question, but are we doing Twitter or not? I mean, Or are we, we all are on, on, there, threads but we're, we're on Threads now?
2: Follow us on yeah. Threads. Yeah, follow us on Threads. Okay. We should
0: set a, a Threads up. Uh, I'm sure you, is teenies- Star Wars Archives isn't as yet, but you know, if you do want to come and join us on Twitter, please do, nobody does at SW Archives Pod. Okay,
1: so <laughs> let's do that, I, we do have an Instagram account that um, we had started and never really used because we were focusing on Twitter, but maybe we should, yeah, we we should keep that get going on Instagram um, but if not there, then definitely go to Discord, and uh, yeah, we, we all hang out there every now and then, um, so hit us up, and Oz, what about you? Where can people find you or if they want um, to they, reach out they to they you? They
2: probably can. I do have an Instagram account. It is set to private. I have a Twitter <laughs> account that I do not use and I did <laughs> I did create a Threads account this week but oh, like my Instagram, it is private. Um, you can request to follow me uh, but if I don't know you, I probably <laughs> won't accept. I'll think you're a bot. Yeah. Uh, but I I am in and around Utini sometimes and hopefully, y'all can see me in 2025 and in, in Tokyo, <laughs> but that's going to be a minute. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I just want to say thanks for coming on Oz. Uh, you know, when we were banding around this episode, we knew you, we had to get you on. You've oh, well, thank you for having me. You've absolutely delivered. I don't think anyone can argue with the introduction that you are, you know, the world's leading expert on Star Wars oh, yeah. Hunter. I'm I, you I should am, absolutely wear with pride.
2: I am happy uh, to have been here and any future hunters content, uh, let me know, and I'll, I'll be happy to come back. And speaking of the Discord, I'm sure when this game finally comes out, we'll arrange some some group play Ooh. and stuff.
1: Yes, we should tef- definitely do that. I hadn't thought about that yet, but yes. Wouldn't it be 100%. hilarious
2: if it just turned out that Oz sucked at
0: the game? Oh, I'm <laughs> just very well get
2: my, good. So I don't even know if I mentioned this at the top. This is not my kind of game. Like <laughs> when it was announced, I was. I've not never super played excited. Fortnite or any of that. Yeah, so I, 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 I have. I have. I have no expectation of being good at this game. Yeah. I'm not great at video games in general, uh, but I'm going to play it at least for a little bit to, yeah. <laughs> to make sure that the hype gets to where it should be. So thank you for having me on, and uh, I'll, I'll be back again soon, I hope.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Oz. Thank you, Trev, for joining us today, as always. And, of course, uh, you know this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us through either Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. So if you'd like to help us out as well, go get your Star Wars-inspired merch at utini.com slash merch, and also go to patreon.com utini. And when you become a member, not only do you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you also get a bunch of other utini member exclusives. So yeah, thank you, Patreon members. Um, and also thank you listeners for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say... Radio out.
2: Until next time, may the Force be with you.